Is it on? Welcome to the Shark Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome into another edition of the Shark Show. We come to you in the week leading up to Coastal Carolina's trip to Monroe, Louisiana to take on the Warhawks of ULM. They are a team that, uh, to put it lightly, are bad. I was going to say not good, but they're just flat out bad. They uh, got their uh, butts handed to them by Texas and Alabama. They did upset the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, who the members of this show picked unanimously to win the West. So give them some credit there, but they're just not a good team. Hopefully, Coastal Carolina can keep the momentum that they generated after their victory over Georgia Southern moving forward into this weekend. Josh, what are your early expectations yeah, so like you mentioned, Louisiana Monroe's not good. They haven't been good in a while, and this is probably one of their better teams that they've had recently. But, I mean, they allow like 36 points a game. They score like 20 points a game. It's not a recipe for winning football. And granted, you can probably throw those games against Texas and Alabama out anyways because it's not like Coastal would have won those games, especially with Texas having Quinn Ewers. But I'm looking for Coastal to, I mean, kind of dominate this one if if – Georgia State was more heights up than these guys heading into the season and might even still be ranked above them barely in the FPI. Like, we should be able to dominate the same way we played Georgia State and show why, again, we mentioned it last week and the week before, but ESPN ranks the 16 undefeated teams. Coastal's dead last at 16. So let's pick up some national respect. I mean, we're in the poll this week, so let's actually translate that on the football field against a team we should do that against. Yeah, I mean, Josh basically hit it on the button. You know, this team hasn't been good in a long time. Like you said, it's probably one of their better teams. Um, so familiar faces, like one specifically is uh, Rodgers, the quarterback. You know, we've had like some pretty good success against him. Um, they also do have this linebacker, Tristan, very good linebacker, three interceptions this year. He's, I think, tied for like fifth in the NCAA. So they do have some players, but overall we should dominate. You know, this is a game where, I expect Coastal Carolina to just go in there and handle that business. You know what I'm saying? I expect them to go in there and dominate more than what they did to Georgia State. Um, but then again, we never know. We never know. You know, we expected them to dominate Gardner-Webb, and it was a very close game. Now we know now that Gardner-Webb is a really good team. So, like, so overall, like, that kind of explains, like, some things. But regardless, um, Coastal's going to have to come in here and they're going to have to dominate. You know, this is a win right here that – Obviously, they're going to get, but they better, they've better they been approved that they are not number 16 of 16 of undefeated teams. And you know what? Like, I hope that Coastal can enjoy this last easy game because after this, it's not going to be too easy. It's not. Right after this is where you start getting the, the, the big dogs. And if you don't dominate against this team, there's some questions. Yeah, I, I think that's totally valid. Now, I don't know how good Gardner-Webb is. In fact, I think they're pretty terrible. I think they just played really well against Coastal and haven't played well since. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. Coastal looked like garbage in that game. We can't sugarcoat it. But this is a game that reminds me a lot of Buffalo and the, the wording we use going into that Buffalo game of like, hey, you need to win this game. You need to win it in dominating fashion. Coastal didn't do that that week, but I expect them to this week. UL Monroe is averaging just 
barely over 20 points a game, and they're giving up almost 37. They're, you know, <laughs> their offense is bad, and their defense is fine, but it's basically one player. It's Tristan Driggers running around doing everything he possibly can to keep this team in contention, and he gets a couple turnovers, and then his offense can't do anything with it. I mean, you mentioned Charles Rogers. He's he's a nice quarterback, maybe at the FCS level. I mean, he's got 700 yards passing this season, four touchdowns and three interceptions. You compare that to Grayson McCall, who hasn't played lights out. He's been really good this season, but he hasn't been 2020 Grayson McCall so far. And in, in his time on the field, he's got 1,300 passing yards, 14 touchdowns and one interception. So this offense just can't move the ball. What are you expecting out of their offense, Mario? Are you expecting any kind of fight out of you on Monroe's offense? Um, you know, not necessarily like the offense. You know, maybe they'll score seven points, maybe 14 if that. That's Again, this is what we're expecting at a Coastal. That's what we're expecting. 14 at most. We're not expecting anything more than 14. And if you let go 14, then, like, there's still some things to look at. Um, not necessarily offense. Honestly, the only bright hope on that team is, is again, Tristan, like we talked about, you know, it's the only bright hope on this team that I have a, that could do something. You know, he's been very, very good. He's had picks not only against terrible teams that they've played against, but he's had picks against Alabama. He's had picks against Texas. Like the guy he really is a stud. And again, he could make some plays difficult for Grayson McCall. But other than that, like there really isn't, there really isn't any other guys on this team that I would look at and be like, oh, he could be a problem. Maybe, maybe they're tight end Rasmussen. He uh, leads his team with two touchdowns this year. You know, again, that's not like, that's no, that's not stats compared to like what coastal wide receivers are doing in general or coastal tight ends are doing in general. But we know that that's the red zone target that he probably favorites considering the fact that he has probably more touchdowns than everybody else on that team. But yeah, if coastal is who they say they are. You know what I'm saying? If if the shots are coming, then I expect the domination of a game here. I don't I do not want to see another Garner wet. Like I don't want to see another game where we just were supposed to win by 40 and we end up having a seven point uh seven point game or less against a team that we should beat. So I expect domination here. I expect them to go in, handle their business at ULM, and then leave. Because right after that. This is where you got to get into the next level. And this is where you got to go up against those big dogs in the Sun Belt. Yeah. And I like what you said. And I mean, ULM's, let's throw Gardner Webb out the window. Let's assume they were a solid offense. They've got to be the worst offense we've played this season. I mean, and we're allowing 27 points a game, which is not good, especially with the teams we've played. I mean, we we allowed 30 points last week and we still came out with a win. We've been doing that, but this team doesn't have much of an offense. They don't even pass for 170 yards a game. They run for 140, which is about like probably average. That's not a great running offense, but it's not terrible. But if you only pass it for 170 yards a game, they shouldn't be able to do anything. I mean, that's like two full drives and that's about it. So I'm really looking for the defense to allow – at most 17 points this has got to be the lowest scores that we allow maybe probably all season 
just they're not a potent offense and defense. You have to step up. The offense has been doing their job. 36.4 points a game. We've scored 30 points in every single game so far. Defense, come on, step up. Show that this offense is not good. Show them that you can hold them to in check. And let, let's get this done. Yeah, I think that's what this game boils down to. I'm not worried about UL Monroe's defense. I'm not worried about Coastal Carolina's offense. I'm worried about Coastal Carolina's defense, and I'm not scared of UL Monroe's offense. But Coastal Carolina's shown a lot of holes in the defense this season, and this is a team that can't exploit them. Rodgers is not hes not RG3. You know, he's not Mike Vick, but he's got some mobility to him, and he can burn you in that way. And if the defense isn't disciplined, if the defense doesn't take care of their roles and their responsibilities, he'll hurt you that way. And if he gains a couple first downs that way, they're in field goal range, and you've given up points that your offense now has to put on the board themselves. And I I hope, I really hope that this game is over at halftime. We've been talking all season about Coastal Carolina schedule. Now, Army doesn't look like the team we thought they were. They're not very good. Gardner-Webb is a bad team that Coastal Carolina played down to. Buffalo is not good. And in all of our pregame episodes leading into those games, we all talked about, and even Georgia State, we talked about this game needs to be over at halftime. This is the first week where we need to put our foot down and if the game isn't over at halftime, if Grayson McCall has to, you know, come out of the locker room and still have his helmet on, it's probably a problem. <laughs> you know, like that's, it's not ideal and I, I don't want to be that critical on Coastal, but I think it's time that Coastal establishes itself as the team we know that they can be. So, you know, I'm excited for this weekend, but... We'll see. We'll see if Coastal can be the team that they need to be. Josh, you had something to add? Yeah, I mean, not to further put on the fact that we have to slow this team down and there's not many excuses, but they've played five games so far, ULM has, and their leading receiver has 184 yards. That's like 40 a game. And their leading reception guy has 12, which is like 2.25 a game. When your guy your best receivers are averaging just over two catches and 40 yards a game. There's no reason that we should, their leading receiver, almost a hundred of his yards are from one catch. I mean, to Jordan strong, Lance Boykin, Prochet, everybody. I mean, come on. Like they don't even have a 200 yard receiver yet. That's what I'm trying to point at. Jared Brown gets as many yards in a game as they do in a whole season so far. So there's no excuses. Their passing attack is not potent. So what does that mean we should do? We should blitz them. Defensive line, you should get in check this week. This should be a get-right game for this defense, and they do not have a lot of weapons. So that's, like you said, this game needs to be over at halftime. Grayson McCall needs to be able to rest, and the defense, I don't care how they do it, but they got to play well. Yeah, absolutely. This defense has to lock it down this week. They don't have a choice. If they don't, it's really an indictment, and it worries me for the rest of the season coming up. It's not getting any better the rest of the season. Who That's we play. the thing. Mario said it a bunch of times here. You're running into the bandsaw that is the rest of the, the Sunbelt East next. You know, App State has tripped a couple times this season, but we know how good that team is. Marshall upset Notre Dame. 
yes, they lost the next week to Bowling Green, but what if the team that beat Notre Dame shows up for the game against Coastal Carolina? Your defense is going to have to be good. Right, and it's not even, and it's not even. We, we're forgetting about like one team. It's not just the Sun Belt East. Josh's favorite game of the season, Virginia. That's going to be a really big game too, and that's a team that's in the ACC. So this team really has to have a dominant win this game, and they're really going to have to show in these next this second half of the season that they are that team. That Coastal is coming. That the shots, and because because all the pressure is on them now. It's them and James Madison. You know, those are the only two undefeated teams left. All the pressure is on those two teams. And Coastal has the most because, A, we got that Heisman quarterback. B, we got all that hype around us from last game now, considering that whole hurdle thing. Like, we're expecting, like, good things out of this team. And, you know, again, at at the end of the day, I feel like we always forget that these are, like, these are early 20-year-old guys playing the game, you know. And, like, it's a lot of pressure for, like, a 20-something-year-old kid to, like, live up to that hype. But at the same time, you're also playing into it, too. Don't act like we haven't the, the whole King of New York, the whole King of Atlanta thing, the whole like their confidence is growing and that's great. But it's not. But like I said, stay humble because that was the first half. The second half is coming. And again, I I, I kept I kept saying it. I expect you all to go 11 and one. But again, this this is a really, really tough half. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to do in the second half. If we're looking at it right now, you have to you have to kick ULM's ass. I'm not going to put it any other way. You got to kick their ass. Coastal Carolina comes into this game as a 14 point betting favorite. Uh, pound that hard. Take the over. They're going to cover that. I, I can almost guarantee you that's that. Lock that in. Um, 58 over under. Coastal Carolina is going to have to supply 55 of that. Um, but they have the potential and the talent to do it. I guess with that, we roll into predictions. Josh. What are you thinking? Give me a score line. Give me a player that's going to surprise us too. Yeah, so thinking about the score line, I'm going to go let's let's make it a nice round number. I'm going to give it 40 to 17. That's what I think it'll probably be about. I think 17, at least from what I've seen with this defense is like the absolute like floor of what like we're capable of giving up this game, I guess, ceiling, if you put it that way. But we need to lock up on defense. I think we will, but I think it's going to be slightly frustrating at times, and they'll probably put together a drive. But the offense should roll. It should be one of our better offensive games. And I don't know how much the backups will get to play, depending on how the game script goes, but we should be able to do it. And the guy I'm looking at to step up this week is Sam Pinkney. I mean, he's had good games, 70, 80-yard games, but he hasn't had that the game yet where he's really taken I'm here this is my number one spot Jared Brown's had those games the last two games and he's not the number one x guy on the outside but I'm really looking for Sam Pickney to get in the end zone once or twice today and over 100 yards for sure so yeah 40 to 17 is my prediction and Sam Pickney yeah you need to step up just announce your presence yeah, me, I'm going to go 40-14. I do think we're going to score 40 points. Like, I I, I had it in my mind. I want to say I want to say 13, but something tells me they're not going to go a touchdown and two field goals. I think they'll probably get a touchdown early, and it'll be a time in, like, the game where we're like, how are we, like, tied at, like, 7-7 seven to seven against ULM? And then from there, I just think we take off. And then they might score one while, like, our third stringers are out, and that's how they get the 14. You want to know a guy I want to see, like, that might be really surprising? Let's go McDoom. Let's go McDoom. Okay. I, I like that. 
I like McDuman. The reason why I say that is because they let go of a 98-yard kick return touchdown or punt return touchdown, whichever one you want to call it, to Arkansas State. And I think McDoom is probably the best returner in coastal history. It's not saying a lot because this football program is fairly new, but McDoom is a really good kick returner. And so, honestly, if we can get a nice little, if we can get another return touchdown out of McDoom, I'll, I'll be a happy camper. So that's my surprise right there. I think McDoom's going to run one in. I don't think that's out of the question if he can just keep his knee off the ground. <laughs> yeah. He had that one against Georgia Southern and. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see a guy with extreme track sprinter speed back there returning kicks. And McDoom is one of the best athletes that we've seen at Coastal. And by the time that he hangs it up or transfers or goes to the draft, he might be the best returner, return man in Sunbelt history, let alone Coastal history. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. I'm going to go bold because I think it's, I, I just, I can't see how Coastal's not going to. I, I'm going to go 48 to 6. I think this game is wrapped up at halftime. I don't see how ULM's offense can do anything. And the only reason I'm giving them 6 is because I don't trust Coastal's offense to not have two turnovers in their own half. <laughs> and so I think they at least get one turnover and get a field goal off of it to prevent the shutout and i think they have like you said mario the third and fourth stringers are in and ulm puts together a drive and they kick a field goal out of pride type thing so i mean i'm going bold i'm going 48 to 6 yeah the only thing i really have to add to that is i mean this is a chance to start three and in conference play we have a real good lead on the start of the conference before we get into our real deeps deep part of schedule, but <clears throat> I just wanted to point out it's October 5th right now when we're recording this. November 3rd is our game with App State, and assuming we win every game or only lose one game, the Sun Belt will be wrapped up pretty much in standings as pertaining to Coastal. If Coastal's going to be in the championship game, we will know in less than a month. So it's really grind time now. If you get the chance to start 3-0, and do it and don't play around with it because it's going to get tough. But, I mean, we're in the home stretch now, really. It's the middle of the season. But in the next month, we're going to learn everything we need to know about this Coastal team. So don't relish a chance to go 3-0. and And the other teams have had some hiccups. And you have a real – you have a one-win lead already over a lot of teams. So I, I just want to say take advantage of that and don't take going 3-0 and for granted. Yeah, because I don't know how many of our viewers are aware. Um, even if James Madison – beats us and runs the table and is 11 they only play 11 games this season instead of 12 right that's why i said that they they can't go to the championship game so you're right josh if you beat app state you're what that'd be do do yeah you'd be you'd be five and oh there's a game with southern miss after that and then which i if you beat App State and you're in position to win that, will beat Southern Miss, and then the James Madison game wouldn't really matter. Yeah. I, I mean, it would matter for pride, obviously. It right? would. Like you don't want to lose to the new guy, and you don't want the new guy to go undefeated in their first season. Right. However, in terms of, like, putting a trophy in the trophy case, it doesn't matter. And I got to be honest, it feels good to be talking about putting a trophy in the trophy case again. <laughs> you know, we had that episode after Garner Webb that, that didn't come out, unfortunately. Um, 
But we got into it real heavy in that that episode about this team and and maybe we've fallen off and maybe we're not as good as we think we are and maybe we'll be lucky to even get to a bowl game. Nah, that was me. The three of you were still a little bit more positive. Mario <laughs> was still at eleven and one. Got to give Mario credit for sticking it out there. But it feels real good to be talking about this team like this again. To to give our predictions for a game and not think that Coastal's going to win it last second or think that it's going to be really close. All three of us gave score lines where this game is over at halftime, pretty much. This game is is non-competitive for more than a quarter and a half. So that's really, really good to see. Mario, you had something to add here. Yeah, and I mean, like, despite the fact that they're like they're five and zero, oh, they got they got to finish it. I'm not looking at just this one month of going through. I'm looking at the entire thing, and that's and like it, I have such high expectations for this team, and I still do, and that's why I'm looking at everything. So even though this is ULM, it, again, like every single game to me is like is like we're walking in, and it's like survival mode to keep that undefeated, and even if we like. And again, even if we keep that, like, who's to say we like we keep that lead? That's not set in stone yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know what could happen. This is the tough. They're about to enter the toughest part of the year, and this team's shown that they can fight. The one thing I noticed about this team too is when like they're like down by like like a possession or whatever it takes, they don't seem worried. They don't seem nervous. Like they're over there dancing on the sideline and everything like that. And I love that. I love that energy. They're not worried about, they're not like, oh crap, we gotta get back out there. They're not yelling at each other. They're not arguing. They're just out there. They're getting they're getting pumped up. They're having fun and they're going on the field and they're taking care of business. And that's why I respect about this team. But again, like I'm not looking at one month. I'm not, I'm looking at this whole entire thing until the end of our bowl game, whatever that may be. Again, I expect a lot from this team, especially keeping 11 and one. Like I like I vouched. But I only, but I, I believe in this team so much that I want to see them reach the potential that we know they can. That that defense, that first half defense that we had last um, last week against Georgia Southern, let me see that defense for a whole entire four quarters. That offense we saw in the second half of that Georgia Southern game, let me see that for an entire four quarters. And if you do that, I'm not saying it's going to be every game, but if you do that for most of the games, Coastal is going to be a force to mess with. Yeah, while you were saying that, I was kind of looking and under 20 minutes in left in the game, there's been, I think, four games now where we've been losing of the five games we played so far under the 20 minute mark and two or three of them in the fourth quarter. So we've been able to pull that out and we've got more experience in close games this year than we have the last two combined, which has hurt us because last year, both the close games we were in, we lost. So this team is good in close games, especially Grace McCall. He's unfazed and has been near perfect in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, if, if there's anything, even though it's been bumpy, to walk out 5-0 and and get that much valuable experience in close games, I think that's very valuable for down the stretch because we're going to be in them every week. Right, and we talked about Coastal's defense and how they're opportunists. I don't want to see no opportunists this game. I don't even want there to be a chance where we have a, a clutch opportunity to close out the game. I don't want that. What I really want – is I really want to see that lockdown defense shut them down. That's what I want to see. And I know they can do it. Like I know they can do it. It's not a lot to ask for. I'm not asking for the most impossible thing. He wants That's four quarters. Exactly. Just four, four quarters, you shut this team down, you destroy them. We're not trying to see no clutch moments where, oh, my God, C.J. Beasley just hurt a guy for the win. Would that be great if you hurt another guy? Absolutely. But do I want it to be with less than a minute left? 
and you got to get a touchdown? No. Okay. If you're going to be opportunist, be opportunist for yourself. Get your first interception. Go out there and, and, and stat pad yourself. That's what I want to see this game. Okay. This is what I'm expecting out of you. It doesn't mean that that's what could happen. Okay. Because Gardner Webb taught me a real big lesson. Gardner Webb taught me that it doesn't matter who the team is. At the end of the day, you treat every team like they're the number one team in the country. And you go out there and you fight and you work your ass off. And that's what I want to see out of Coastal. I can't say that I disagree. I think we go ahead, we wrap it up there. We will see you Saturday at 8 o'clock on the plus. I hate that it's 8 o'clock. I really wish we could get a noon game in here and just have this over with and not have to stay up till midnight to see whether Coastal blew out ULM. But I digress. Follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Send us in your questions, send us in your game predictions. Who do you think is going to be the player of the game? Um, I'm going to go off the board a little bit. I'm going to say JT Killen has an amazing game again. He follows up that fourth quarter that he had against Southern with, with another incredible game here. So send us in uh, why we're wrong. Send us in uh, somebody else. So, uh... We'll see you soon. Shots up.